right back, Charlie. People deluded, I'm back again. Come on, Ian. <laughs> live of course we're live people deluded i'm back again first things first good morning good afternoon good evening and in some cases good night i hope you're all doing well and safe i hope you're all blessed appreciative of you lot tuned in if you're on youtube smash the like button don't forget to set your reminders for friday people we will be watching arsenal southampton if you're on twitch make sure you're following especially if you're with amazon prime hey john man it's tough times man it's tough times it's tough times it's tough times i don't know man i don't know what's going on but yeah, man, it's not good enough, isn't it, really? So yeah, let's crack on. Let's not waste any more time. It's not that there's that many people tuned in. It is what it is, man. Uh, big up Sammy Khan as well. Let's get straight into it, really. Again, big up Sammy Khan. Put your comment up in that. Let's look at what's concerning Arsenal, really and truly. Uh, why is the screen not sharing with you? Has it shared? Yes, it has. Uh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Is it shared? What's going on here? Hey, what's going on? Sorry, folks. What's going on? It's not actually letting me share the screen. No. Has it shared it? Yeah, here we go. Oh, well, that's actually for me. Actually, I was doing some research. Apparently, in relation to William Saliba, Saliba is prepared to risk further aggravating his back injury to return for Arsenal's title running as the French defender races to be fit for the Gunners' huge game at Man City. Now, if there was a game to gamble on, if there is a game to gamble with his fitness, it would be Manchester City. It's a cup final, essentially. It's a final. If we don't take something from that, it's over, really and truly. What I would say is, you know, if Saliba did come back for that game and he got injured five minutes within the game, it'd be a waste. I mean, if, if Saliba has to miss out on Man City and we're able to get something from that game and he's able to play against Chelsea, against uh, Newcastle at St. James's Park in any other game, why not? Clearly, the man's going to have to have surgery at the end of the season and he's going to need to get that sorted. We're going to need to book that in immediately. The quicker he has this surgery post-season, the quicker he's able to get fit, go again, because we need you. Our first-choice centre-back on this right-hand side. And there's another confirmation as to buy one. It, again, sometimes you have to save the player from itself, from themselves. We've seen Saliba actually in training on a bike with El Nene and all of them guys there. So we'll have to see people, but... 
for what it's worth, he's prepared to risk his in he's prepared to risk it. Saliba has been out of action for a month after injuring his back. Arsenal have been cautious with his recovery, but have missed the Frenchman. Saliba is willing to take a risk to get back on the pitch for his side's title running. Saliba is ready to put his body on the line to play in Arsenal's title running, despite concerns on injury complications if he's rushed back. The key central defender has missed four weeks after limping off during the Gunners' home clash against Sporting Lisbon in the Europa League on March the 16th. His absence coincided with a recent blip in form that has seen Mikel Arteta's side team drop crucial points in the championship race, smash the light button. The defender is entering a crucial period in his recovery from a lower back complaint with the next... Days, next few days key in determining his availability for Friday's game versus Southampton and next Wednesday's make-or-break title clash at Manchester City. Sources have indicated that the injury requires day-to-day -day management, indicating his recovery is not completely straightforward. There is hope Saliba can step up his recovery imminently. Boss Mikel Arteta indicate, was indicating on Friday that the centre-back is expected to recommence training on the grass this week, so hopefully that means he's back for next Wednesday against Pep Guardiola's men. However, the male Sport understands that the complexities connected to the problem that has kept the French international out of the team's previous four matches means Gunners medics are taking a cautious approach to his recovery. The nature of injury means accelerating the recovery process could create a could create a more substantial issue in the future. However, given the Gunners are in a position to win their first PL title since 2004, Saliba's importance to the team, there's acknowledgement that having him available as quickly as possible could be a risk worth taking. Indeed, Saliba is said to be determined to prove his fitness, particularly for the potential title decider at the Etihad Stadium. Despite the consequences of a flare-up, there is an acknowledgement within the Arsenal camp that the city that the clash at, at City could ultimately decide the destination of the Premier League title. And having Saliba available would prove a major boost. Smash the like button, people. The Gunners have drawn their previous two matches against Liverpool and West Ham, relinquishing two goal leads on both occasions. Results meaning that City will retain the title if they win all their remaining matches. So again, have to get something off City, essentially. So it's what we already knew. I mean, I'd be there to risk it. Is it true about Saka racism? Again, I can't comment on that. I don't know about any of that. If you're talking about the online nonsense, missing a penalty, of, uh, yeah, well, then that's that's obviously there. We don't advocate that. It's silly. DJ, I think against City, we should F it and go Zinni left back, party right back, and they both invert. Ah, no, because then who's in the middle of the park? I hear it, but no. City's the one game we have to keep doing what we've been doing, if I'm honest with you. Really, if I'm if I'm honest, you know, if you're not gonna risk Saliba now, when are you? Again, it doesn't make sense if he's not fully fit. But yeah, if you, it's a risk worth taking against him. Apparently, Rio Ferdinand. I'm sure you lot all saw that comment. I don't know if Rio Ferdinand's the man to ask or the man to trust. Oh no, that's not actually what we wanted to get into. I hear that Mikel Arteta is looking to go to Real Madrid. I mean, last time I checked, I'm not saying Real's wrong, but he's not an in the know. He's not Mikel Arteta's agent and all of these things. Everyone can say, I heard. Where did you hear it? But nonetheless, Real Ferdinand has indicated that Mikel Arteta could ditch Arsenal to take over at Real Madrid if Carlo Ancelotti leaves his head coach position at the Spanish Giants at the end of the season. Arteta has worked wonders during his fourth year in charge and has led the Gunners to the top of the Premier League table where they maintain a four-point lead over Man City. Again, apparently he's revealed he has heard the Arsenal coach could be interested in taking over at Madrid. It's Real Madrid. Who could say no to it, essentially? But what it's worth, he said, you've got to keep Arteta first and foremost. I've heard something. I've heard Real Madrid are interested. When they come knocking, your players will be coachless. I heard Carlo, Don, 
I've heard Ancelotti, Don Carlo, the eyebrow, he might be getting off and that Arteta is looking to go to Madrid. That's the rumours on the streets, the streets are talking. So you could just be snorting coke and chatting worse, but that's what the guy, that's what he said. And if Real Madrid do have an interest in my in my in my uh, manager, it makes sense really. You know, he's a good manager. People are gonna want you a bit like a player. Apparently, Arsene Wenger has been speaking. Arsene Wenger backs Arsenal to beat Manchester City to the Premier League title despite their dip in form, but insists their clash with Pep Guardiola's side will be the Championship decider. I think it's gone personally, but I hope I'm wrong. You can't afford to drop an eight point gap. You can't afford to drop. You know four points essentially in your recent two games from winning positions you're playing with fire really i hope to be wrong if you beat man city again if some bots gotta go out there and do it yeah so is what it is i mean but you have to risk Saliba against city because it god forbid you know if you don't play him what's the point if there's any game that needs to be risked if you don't get anything from if you don't get anything from from the Man City game, then you might as well let Saliba be out for the rest of the season. He might as well have his surgery. We're going to be in the Champions League. You might as well get your surgery, get a few weeks there. If, if you're not going to risk him and we don't beat Man City, the title's gone. There's nothing else to play for. We're out of every cup. We've probably cemented second. You might as well just let him go, really. But apparently Arsene Wenger's weighed in on this, people. I want to see exactly what the former gaffer has said. Arsenal and these players have not been in a position to win the league before. Hopefully they win it this year and next year it'll be easier. But now when you have never won it, there'll be a moment in the season when the tension comes. When you start thinking more about the need to win and then the progress process sorry, and how to play, it gets difficult. I felt that Arsenal when I was there too. When he was asked on if City were the favourites, he said, no, 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 I would say Arsenal will still win the title. What you want in this position is to have things in your hand. If Arsenal win their games, they win the league. So that's an ideal position with a few games to go. Ifs and buts, man, really and truly. Of course, Man City have an opportunity when they play Arsenal and that could be the decider in the championship. I still fancy Arsenal. I'm not completely objective here, uh, but I do. We'll all, we, we will also have to see how much the Champions League takes out of Man City. Where and get, Unless something crazy happens against Bayern Munich, they'll be playing Real Madrid. Allegedly, Arsenal are monitoring Barcelona winger Osman Dembele. Where have we heard this, people? But for what it's worth, Arsenal are monitoring the situation of Osman Dembele with Barcelona considering allowing the Frenchman to leave the club this summer. That's according to 90 Minute, who suggests that a number of Premier League sides are keeping tabs on the 25-year-old amid doubts over his future at the Camp Nou. Dembele has had an interesting time at Barcelona. It's fair to say that he has never realised his full potential with the Catalan Giants for various reasons, but he's still managed 81 goal involvements in 178 games. Um, 90 minute reports that Xavi rates Dembele highly, however, Barca could consider offers for wingers for the winger in the summer as he approaches the final year's contract. Better off just selling, just selling Rafina. A host of Premier League teams, people are open to bringing him to England with 90 minute claiming Arsenal arrival, rivaling the likes of Chelsea, Man City, and Newcastle for Dembele. Much will depend on what kind of fee Barca want for Dembele. Of course, they're not in the strongest position with his contract having little more than a year left to run, but they spent an initial 87, 97 apologies million to bring him to Catalonia and he has been fairly decent, blah, blah, blah. The rest of that isn't really relevant. Very bad fan base, one mistake by a player and all of a sudden his colours an issue. That alone, Arsenal fans deserve to celebrate nothing. I wouldn't tarnish every Arsenal player with, uh, every Arsenal fan with the same brush. Every fan's got a small minor, minority of idiots 
that want to result to insulting colour and things. I still feel there's a chance we can win it, but if City drop points, we must take the chance because even though City are good, I don't see them winning all their remaining games. I can't lie, I do, but I want to be wrong. But like you said, you know, they can drop as many points as they want. We need to be able to take advantage of such people. Why Southampton are ready to sell Lavia amid Arsenal and Chelsea interest? Southampton are prepared to sell star midfielder Lavia this summer, just one year after signing him from Man City. 90 minute understands. The Saints brought in the then 18-year-old after he had made just two senior appearances for Man City, but he has quickly blossomed into one of the Premier League's brightest young stars. Lavia made such a great immediate impression on the South Coast that Chelsea lodged a bid to sign him late in the same summer window in which he joined Southampton. This approach was not back. Despite Lavia's progress, Southampton find themselves mirrored in the pits of a desperate relegation battle, currently propping up the Premier League table, having accumulated only 23 points from 31 games. It's looking likely that Southampton will be playing championship football next season, and among the star names expected to leave the club is Lavia. You'd imagine Ward Prowse departs as well. Smash the like button, folks. Sources have told 90 Minute that Manchester City have a 40 million buyback option on Lavia, which becomes active in 2024. Southampton are keen to do business for a potentially higher price this summer in order to maximise his value. Chelsea are ready to reignite their interest in Lavia, despite having a wide array of midfielders already on their books. He's also viewed as an alternative to Declan Rice by Premier League leaders Arsenal. Man United and Newcastle United both admire Lavia, but are concerned about adding him to their current squad due to his lack of experience. As you know, he earned his first senior cap for Belgium the other day. Um, yeah, you're right, DG. We might as well play Saliba because him in the side would mean would me that I think you mean would mean that we can see our strongest eleven that we saw at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and you want your best players available again. If there's a chance, if I don't really like risking people's injuries, but it, again, if we have to risk it, but it's for the team that ha that we're fighting for this title, allegedly. And again, hopefully there's not a setback because it's one thing being great for them, but we still got to welcome Chelsea, still got to play Newcastle, still got to play a couple of teams fighting for their lives. You have to be wary of that. A player Arteta likes, Arsenal would happily sign amazing 21-year-old this summer, says Chris Wheatley on Moses Caicedo, Moise Caicedo, essentially. Let's see exactly what the journalist has said. Yeah, I don't think that interest has waned since January. It was a price tag with Brighton. They're a tough club to negotiate with. They put price tags that they feel the players are worth. Caicedo, they felt, was worth more than £75 million. It seems a lot of money. We know Caicedo is a player Mikel Arteta likes. Fair enough. If a, if the rice deal doesn't happen, perhaps a move for Caicedo could be on the cards. But right now, we have to foul this one in the unlikely category going into this summer. Okay, cool. So we've covered that, we've covered that, we've covered that, covered that. Uh, Arsenal pushing hard for signing. Edu needs to progress things to secure Gunners' deal. This is in relation to Victor Rook, where he did see some reports saying, um, actually, that Barcelona are back in the front seat for him, people. For what it's worth, it's no secret. Arsenal are one of the clubs in the race to sign Victor Rook. As several reports from Brazil claim the Gunners are interested in the Atletico Paranese youngster. Now, as the race for the 18-year-old heats up, it's probably time for Mikel Arteta's side to start moving more seriously for the signing. An update on this battle is brought by the Catalan outlet Mundo Deportivo. There, it's claimed that Arsenal are pushing hard and well-positioned, but not that much. That might be a red light for the Gunners because, according to the outlet, Chelsea are now moving quickly to get the signing done. Even Barcelona, who were said to be leading that race for weeks, are now having things complicated by this new effort from the Blues. Atletico Paranese are sounding pretty neutral at this point as they just 
as they'll just analyze what's on their table this summer and sell Victor Road to the highest bidder. Mundo Deportivo make it clear Chelsea are going serious now. So Arsenal and Edu Gaspar better get prepared to overcome the Blues in this big auction. Uh, moving away from that, Arsenal are not weakening their interest in a transfer for Wilfred Zaha, though they are playing catch-up with a league side in the race to sign him, according to reports. As we know, he is approaching the end of his contract with Crystal Palace. After his lengthy service to the club, it could be time for him to test himself at a higher level. With that in mind, he's been attracting the attention of Arsenal recently. According to an update from Fort Mercado, Arsenal are increasingly serious about signing Zaha on a free transfer. Soon they could make a firm offer to his entourage, with whom they are already in contact with a contract. However, the first move has instead been made by Marseille, who want to take Zaha to Liga. They recently offered his services, were recently offered his services and liked the idea. That said, Marseille would need to qualify for the Champions League in order to convince Zaha. Furthermore, they might struggle to match the salary that he currently earns at Crystal Palace. Foot Mercato stresses that money will not be Zaha's motivating factor, but he's still unlikely to accept a reduction on his current terms of six million per year, around 100 bags a week. Uh, primarily, it could all come down to the level at which he would be playing. Arsenal currently lead the Premier League and are almost certain to be in the Champions League again at long last next term. Therefore, they could appeal to the Ivory Coast International also by enabling him to move to London. But again, he's had an offer from the Middle East, allegedly Bayern Munich, Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal, Monaco, Borussia Dortmund, Marseille are all interested. Wishing you a great one as well, man. 49 people, rise up 49 likes. Appreciate that, my dude. Um, so, yeah, that's that really where that's concerned. What have we got here? Premier League midfielder quite excited about making Arsenal move. Arsenal have been boosted in their pursuit of Declan Rice as the West Ham United star is flattered by interest from the Gunners. As you know, City, Chelsea, United have all been linked. Apparently, we've identified him as a top target. Is there anything new? We know he's a player that Arteta likes and he likes the style of play Arteta is doing. So I'm not sure on that. It's not going well for Nuno Tavares, really and truly, is it, people? First, he was criticised of not applying himself in training. Now, Arsenal star is annoying club staff with efforts and inability to follow instructions. Arsenal loanee Nuno Tavares is reportedly annoying staff at Marseille due to his inability to follow instructions. The Portuguese left-back 23 joined the French side at the beginning of the season. Mikel Arteta would have hoped Tavares could flourish at Marseille in the same way Saliba did last year. Uh, but things have not gone quite as swimmingly for the ex-Benfica man Tavares. After a positive first half of the campaign, Tavares has fallen out of favour in recent months. According to Lekeep via Sports Witness, right-back Issa Kabul on loan for Man City better understands what is wanted from the manager. This could see Claus move to the left-hand side as Tavares comes out of the team. The report states that the Arsenal loan still annoys the staff with his efforts and his inability to consistently follow instructions. Boy. That don't sound good, does it, really? Declan Rice just waiting for Arsenal to come and make a bid for him. Declan Rice is now just waiting for Arsenal to make a bid for him. That's according to Dean Jones. Has he said anything specifically? It's obviously an intriguing one, but from Declan Rice's point of view at the moment, all the focus is waiting for Arsenal to make an offer. That's his preference. Fair enough. Doesn't, doesn't say anything there. Arsenal may end Rafinha pursuit if Mikel Arteta catches wind of Barcelona staff view. What does this mean? This is probably in relation to his little temper tantrum that he threw. I'm not even gonna even bother. Yeah, it is. See, through a little temper tantrum um, at Barcelona, and it's not Leeds, man. You got to pattern up. Jesus has been speaking about our disappointment at the weekend. He said, "We can't look at other teams and want them to lose. First, we have to do our thing." These last two games were not the way we would have liked. The score was in our favour, and we ended up not taking advantage of it. 
playing with the team that are City without the pressure to win as they've won in recent years, obviously it will be more comfortable for them. Whoever is first is the one who will always be hunted. The pressure is all on our side, but we can't feel that. We have to go back to play and be happy on the field again. Like last week in the first 30 minutes, today in the first 20, but games are for 90 minutes. We have to stay focused throughout the whole game. The way we started attacking in these last two games, we may be a little anxious wanting to resolve it soon, but now it's time to focus, see what we can improve. Fair enough, man. And hopefully that starts again on Friday, essentially. Raphael suggests he's got no interest in leaving AC Milan despite claims Arsenal won him. I'm sure some of you saw his assist. You know, I'm sure some of you saw his assist for Giroud yesterday. It would be lovely in open space, wouldn't it? For what it's worth, I still have one year left on my contract. We are talking. Do I want to stay? Yes, I am very happy here. As I said before, Milan is my home. There are other things to settle. The most important thing is that we're in the semi-finals. We're having a great season and I'm happy to be here and continue to help my team. Arsenal now have plenty of squad depth in attacking areas, but if they could convince Liao to leave mid Milan, it would be a huge coup. I would love them to be converted into a striker, but, you know, on that left-hand side, it's a madness. Once again, Arsenal pushing hard for 44 million rated striker as Romano has addressed Ollie Watkins' rumours. What has specifically have you said on Ollie Watkins? Arsenal have a long-standing interest in Watkins and it would be a dream for the England international to put under Gunner's shirt. But transfer expert Fabrizio Romano insists he's not aware of anything advanced at this stage. I've had Arsenal fans asking me about reports on Oli Watkins. I can say that I'm not aware of anything advanced at this stage with any club. He's doing excellent and he's only focused on Villa. I'm sure he's capable of making the step up to the so-called Big Six, but we also have to respect Villa as the project and ambitious is ambitious and Luna Emre is there to help them grow. Fair enough. Apparently, Arsenal were interested in Real Sociedad centre-back Robin, uh, Robin Lee-Norman. The player has a 50 million release clause. Apparently, we tried to buy him in January. It didn't bang. We've already spoken about Oli Watkins. And in relation to McAllister, in addition to Mount, Liverpool are also interested in Alexis McAllister. The Reds and Man United are ahead of Arsenal in the race for the Brighton and Argentina star. I don't think we're that keen on him, if I'm completely honest with you. Arsenal Spurs have been linked with Nathan Wood. Saliba was spotted in training people, as you saw yesterday. Um, and again, Arsenal, I don't know why, you know, again... The, the, the mascot's uh, uh, dad has come out and said that this was nonsense, but you saw the nonsense that happened with that. So I think that's it. Now, I can't lie, Liao looks too raw. I know he's young, but I'd rather a winger like Mitoma. If he's not going to be converted into a striker, if he can't perform off the right-hand side, I'm not really on it. He'd be great off the left, but if anything, that seems to be an attacking area we've got. If the objective is to pass the buck, Park the bus versus City will be a massacre. I think that's Arteta's game plan. I don't think Arteta is going to go out. We have to respect him. We have to defend at times, but I don't think he's honestly going to go out there and park the bus. It'd be suicidal. Declan Rice is joining Arsenal this summer. I spoke to my sources. <laughs> Get right, big up, big up, stylist. Get Rice and Caicedo were back in business. These journalists still talking about Tavares. Not the best clickbait news, to be honest. DJ, have you seen Enzo Lafi? He looks like a good eight that we can get. Could have to improve physically, but he puts himself about. And I've done previous vids on him. Zaha to Arsenal has been ongoing for five plus years. It's gone, man. Arsenal, not a serious club if they are still chasing Zaha. I hear that. Seems like that one's gone. Zaha has no discipline. That's the only problem. Think Oli Watkins will thrive under Emery. Already is. No point coming to the Emirates to sit on the bench behind Jesus when you're top man at Villa and they're pushing for European spots this season. I hear that, but it's Arsenal. Respectfully to Aston Villa, it's Arsenal. He's a boy at Arsenal fan. You can't turn it down. Zaha is a bad man and still is and would do an even 
it would do even better at a bigger club like Arsenal. Currently, we can only reach 95 points, which will win us the league as City can only reach a maximum of 94. If we was to beat City, then we'd only need 92 points to win the league. And if we draw, we we would need 93. I hear that, but that's where ifs and buts. It's in our hands. I need to go out there and win. And when last did we beat Manchester City? You know, you'll always hear me talk about fine margins because that's what's let us down. In the last couple of games, we played City at home this season, at home last season, away uh, away um, in the FA Cup. You can't be good for 90. You have to be good for 90 minutes. You can't be good for 20 minutes, have a positive whatever, you know, waffle about possession stats and how you've suffocated City to a degree because ultimately it's you need to win the game. If you can't win, don't lose. If Arsenal do not leave the Etihad with something, it's done. Like I have personally given up on any of that anyways but you know I, I'm allowed to give up the players have to keep going really I just think it's a step too far and too high for us I just don't think we're able to do it if I run this with you but I want to be proven wrong I don't want the players to give up again apparently Fabio Carvalho is available for sale at Liverpool and apparently Fabio Carvalho may now be wishing he joined Arsenal over Liverpool Little more than a year ago, Arsenal were eyeing a potential move. Fabio Carvalho could be on his way out of Liverpool. Surely they loan him out. If they're trying to sell him, then our, our, uh, Klopp can't be convinced on Donny from the jump, people. Apparently, Romano has been told that the attacking midfielder will be on the move. And with that, Carvalho will be forgiven for wondering if he made the right move last year. Probably best going back to Fulham on loan in hindsight or probably staying there. Perhaps Liverpool will loan him out. It seems too much too soon to write him off on Merseyside altogether. But when you consider what other clubs are also keen, Calvario may be ruling his decision. According to the Daily Star, one of those who wanted the youngster were Arsenal. Of course, it's been a remarkable season for the Gunners. We probably would have got more game time. DG, do you want Zahara Arsenal? I'm not against it, but I'm not going to move heaven and earth to sign him if I'm if I'm completely honest with you. DG, not going to lie, two games, last two games got me heated, bro. I'm getting to the point. I'm questioning Arteta and Saka's futures. Fair enough. Fair enough. Arsenal target Gravenbeck, Ryan Gravenbeck, considering Bayern Munich exit. <clears throat> His agent is speaking to clubs. Apparently, Ryan Gravenbeck is reportedly leaning towards Bayern Munich this summer after he's been linked with a move to Arsenal. The Gunners will be keen to address their lack of depth in midfield during the next transfer window, despite enjoying what has been an exceptional campaign to date. Arsenal did move to bring in Jorginho from Chelsea in January, but that looks to be a stopgap signing to help them in their bid for the Premier League title. Of course, Mikel Arteta's men have been heavily linked with a move for West Ham's Declan Rice, but another midfielder who's reportedly on their radar is Ryan Gravenbeck. Indeed, Foot Mercato journalist Santi Corner claimed earlier this week that the Gunners are planning to meet Gravenbeck's agents. Now it seems the 20-year-old's agent has begun sounding out potential destinations for him ahead of the summer. Goal reports that Gravenbeck is leaning towards the idea of leaving Bayern Munich this summer after a frustrating campaign in Munich. The Dutchman has found opportunities hard to come by since making the 16 million um, switch from Ajax last summer. And his agent, Rafael Pimenta, has already spoken to clubs that would be interested in signing him. Apparently, he's enticed by Liverpool for what it's worth. So we'll have to see how these things develop. Man. To be fair, Carvalho isn't suited to Klopp's football. I'm not surprised it hasn't worked out for him. Arteta and Saka have been so key to current success of Arsenal. It's a team game knocked down to individuals to get us to the title. That's a madness. Fair enough. Is the season a flop if Arsenal don't win? I wouldn't say it's a flop, but it's incredibly under. It's it, to a degree, it's very underwhelming since this title team became a thing. Let Arteta go to Spain and get company lease. 
at least company can't screw up subs and lineups. To be fair, everyone's made mistakes, but largely Mikel Arteta has got it right. And fair enough, the company at Burnley, but we don't know how certain he is, really. You know, again, I know the dynamics have changed and there's question marks, but the di- the, the, the goal was to get Champions League. Arteta has done that and then sub. Classic Guna, I think you need to get a whiskey or calm down if you're considering Arteta's future. You know, again, no one's free from criticism, but... Who are you going to get to replace it? The company thing, I'm not too sure on that. And Bakayo Saka, really, really considering Saka's future, really one of the best young players in world football right now. How much money has he cost? As as he saved us, come on, man. Deluded. Which pair do you go for? Rice and McAllister or Bellingham only? I'm a Bellingham fan, so probably it probably should be Rice and McAllister. You've got two options there, but I'll go for Bellingham. What current success? Nothing has been won yet. What are you talking about? If you're talking about what I just said in relation to getting top four, Mikel Arteta has helped us get that. That was the goal in August. Now, if we're looking at the title, whether he wins it or not, we're going to have to praise or critique accordingly. But the goal was top four. We're moving ahead as a football club. If we want to disrupt that, what are we talking about? But you are right. Nothing has been won yet. Are we listening or are we just speaking? <laughs> DG, do you think Zubamendi, Rice, Odegaard midfield would work or does that seem very defensive? Yeah, it would work, man. I really want Zubamendi. That's a sort of Spanish... That's, that would be our poor man's Rodri with the greatest of respect. I really like the Spanish midfielder. I think he'd be a great help. There's a couple of La Liga players. I've got a video to come out. Uh, uh, there's a there's a young lad called Martinez at, uh, at Girona, right back. You've got Fresnador, you've got Gabi Viga, you've got Zubamendi. There's a couple of La Liga talents, you know, and considering we've got a couple of Spanish coaches, especially the head coach, surely they've got their eyes and ears open to La Liga. Again, it doesn't matter where footballers come from. The best players could come from wherever. Easy Arteta can't make subs to save his life and it's costing us the title. I mean, you're not wrong. I do have question marks over Arteta, but in the same way everybody's helped us, everyone's got question marks. The players have gone two goals up in the last two games, failed to win. Everyone's got to take blame. Should we sell Eddie and Bellingham? I mean, if you're presented with offers you can't refuse and you know the striker you're going to get that's better than them that can make us better as a team, fair enough. So basically top four, so basically success is top four. I mean, reality is for where Arsenal at the moment, top four is a success. You know, nobody had us in the top four places, really. You know, we probably should have kept Wenger. John, are we listening or speaking? You know, would I prefer to win titles? Yes. Do I want Arsenal to be a team that's going to win trophies? Yes. But that was the immediate goal. That's where we're at. We finished back-to-back eighth and fifth. Like That was the immediate step to get into the Champions League, display some consistency with the season we've had. We evidently want to want to do a lot, want to do a lot better, want to perform a lot better in the rest of it. But yeah, man, come on now, man. That was the immediate goal, essentially. That had to have been the immediate goal. That had to have been the immediate goal. So it is a success in a sense. Of course, if you fumble the the Premier League, it's an L. But yeah, man. But yeah, back to that question. I mean, I'd only sell Eddie and Balogun if there's offers we can't refuse, essentially. If there's offers we can't refuse and we're going to sign strikers, why not? No way, DG, we need to win this way. Top, top team losing the te- title, having an eight-point gap is a failure. It's a fumble. It's a fumble without a doubt. But I wouldn't call it a failure of a season. Goals are just... I mean, I've spoken about this enough times. I don't really care for it. Um, it'd be a fumble after this has become a thing, having been at the top of the table allegedly for a while, you know, having not knowing if you're going to be back here next season. So, yeah, I mean, two truths can live in the re- in the same realm, you know, in that it would be a failure and a massive L. 
But I'm not going to sit here and say it's all doom and gloom, really. I'd love to win it, but I do think the excitement of being in this title challenge has made people look at this Arsenal team at a level they're not. So, yeah, I hear you on that. It could be a failure. But I just, my personal opinion, I wouldn't say it's a failure. It's a missed opportunity. We have failed at some aspects. And not even just that. If you don't win the title, that's one thing. Because some of the fans spent the best part of the year waffling about, oh, we're only in one cup. We, we got bigger fish to fry. It doesn't matter about the FA Cup. Disappointed in the FA Cup. Disappointed in the Europa League. Happy that you would have got the Champions League qualification that deserted us. But we have fumbled, as great as City are or aren't, we would have fumbled it in our own hands, man. John, you're starting to piss me off. I can't lie to you. Like, what are you talking about? What current success? You know, we are finally, the minimum that needed to be at this football club has been restored. We're competitive. There's a lot of things that have been done. Nothing has been won yet. We, we've all just said this really and truly. Like, you're asking me a question. I'm answering it. Like, all right, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Your trolling or whatever. To be fair, Carvalho isn't suited to Klopp's football. I'm surprised it hasn't worked. I'm not surprised it hasn't worked out for him. I mean, Liverpool, surely they don't write him off yet. They send him out on loan, see if he can put, you know, if he can put himself in the shop window. I mean, if I'm Carvalho, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but surely you're sitting there and wishing maybe, just maybe, you should have stayed up for them. Top three players you would bring in in the summer. Not a transfer man, man, you know. There's a few players I would like, really and truly. Um, Martinez of Girona slash uh, Fresnador for right back. Uh, Caicedo and or Declan Rice. Either one of the two would be lovely to have both. Zubamendi, throw him into that as well. Um, who have I said there? Um, Zubamendi, Caicedo, Declan... Martinez or Fresnador, Gabby Vigo, the more I look at that Celta Vigo lad, the more I like. Um, I think you need a centre-back. I'd buy the lad from Napoli, man. He's, I think his release clause is about 30-odd. I think the South Korean lad, and forgive me if he's not South Korean, but he's from somewhere in Asia. Very good defender for Napoli. Right-hand side as well. I think that would be good, man. I think we need 30 centre-backs. Obviously, if everybody's fit, if everybody's fit, you know, We've got the luxury of Benjamin White and Tommy Asley playing right back or centre half. You've got Gabriel, and obviously, you know you've got you've got Saliba. But I personally think we need a right-sided centre back, man. I, I know Saliba is playing week in week out, but there's a lot of football to be played. Even with one for the vast majority of the season, a game a week, we struggled with injuries. I think we need a right-sided centre back. You know, if Tommy Asley can stay fit, which this season he struggled, that's that. All we got to do is look at City. I know they've got rid of Cancelo, but historically they've had Cancelo. They've had Cancelo's in, in terms of defensive options within the last 18 months, Cancelo, Zinchenko, Ake, who can play centre back as well as left back, Kanji in the mix, Stones in the mix, Diaz in the mix. Football's a squad game, and I think we need that. We've got two very good centre backs in Gabriel and 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 Saliba. I do think Tommy Asu's natural position as this team progresses would have to be centre back, but in terms of actual like nailed down your position is centre-back not able to play there we've only got two in Gabriel and Saliba Benjamin White you could extend that to him as well I genuinely think we're missing an opportunity not signing a right-sided centre-back really because in an ideal world you know you've got Gabriel you've got Saliba you've got a right-sided centre-back Kirill will start showing some quality next season you've got Benjamin White and Tommy Asu that could fill in there 
and a new right-sided centre-back, if not, not, not if I didn't mention that, and a right-back, and we're sorted in that role to a degree, man, and then it becomes a case of addressing midfield, man. Blowing eight points gap, it shows the naiveties of the team, and this is where they need to improve, mate. This is where they need to improve. Nobody is settling for fourth. Nobody has said fourth is 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 happy. You know, football. If football ends tomorrow, I'm, I have to shoot the messenger because the messenger changed shit. Like, why can't you comprehend that? You know, it would be a massive L to not win the Premier League. It would be a missed opportunity. You know. But that was the goal in August. On one hand, goals shift, you know, dynamic shift. You've had this this, this, this carrot of the Premier League, you know, and the ability to win it. And if you don't go on and do it, having, you know, regardless of how bad you are or how good you are or City or whatever, it would be an L. But are you forgetting where this football club has been in the last few years? So we've now made our baby steps. Again, if we're just looking at other team being competitive, we're better away from home and at home. There's better tactics. There's better individual performances. There's more grit. There's more heart. There's more determination. But as I've said, if you're now taking that and looking at it as title contenders, Arsenal are not there yet. And I do think with what we've been doing this year, people are looking at us on a level that we're not. And this ain't to cut excuses, you know, because as great as City are, if City were to come back and, and win this title, we have fumbled it ourselves because of certain games. Like, for instance, we've let ourselves down against West Ham and Liverpool the last recent games. That has been there when we had to come back against Aston Villa, when we had to come back against Bournemouth, when we actually played Brighton away, when we played Bournemouth at home, and several other occasions, really and truly. Then that there's certain naiveties you definitely can't do with seven, eight, nine games left, and certain naiveties across this team. It's not always how good you are at your best. I'm well aware that we're not Aston Villa, you know. We again, it would be a bit of a it would be a, a missed opportunity. But I'm not going to say the season's a complete write off. We've done what we've set to do in August. We've shown that. You know, there's many improvements to be made. We couldn't, if, if it didn't happen, we would have a, we would have shown we've have had an inability to, you know, when it's crunch time to just get over the line, which I don't think we have in us at this moment in time. I don't know what's so hard to comprehend. Bro, do you think any of the guys would be happy with not winning the title? Exactly, man. You know, of course. Of course no one would be happy. I'm not happy. You're not happy. No one's going to be happy. It's a missed opportunity. 100%. Finishing second is like finishing fourth. Well, unless you win the title, it's irrelevant, isn't it? Like, if we finish second, our achievement on paper is just the same as third and fourth place. Of 100%. Appreciate you, BFL. But if you was offered that in August, you would have taken Everyone would have taken it. But again, I'm not saying I'm happy with it. Not just the Premier League. I wanted top in August. I wanted the champ. I wanted qualifi qualification, sorry, for the Champions League. And I wanted to go to the Europa League final. And I don't think we've managed any of these cups well enough. Obviously, Premier League, we're still in with a fighting chance. You are going to drop points. You know, City have dropped points. But we've made it harder than it needs to be. You know, we can always, we can focus on VAR. You know, declarise should the goal have been ruled out or not. You know, did we do enough to beat West Ham? No, we didn't across 90 minutes. Uh, Southampton away, we should have had a penalty. Did we do enough away from that? No, we dropped points from winning positions, just like Liverpool. Liverpool, St Mary's, West Ham, all dropped points from winning positions. Brentford at home, VAR or not, we did not do enough. Newcastle, we should have had a pen, but we couldn't break down a low block there. And there's been times in a positive way, there's been these things and we've got away from it. There's been many an emotional game with Arsenal this year. Uh, as, well, this season, sorry. Aston Villa at home, West Ham at home, Fulham at home, West Ham away, Liverpool home and away, really and truly. Man United at home, Bournemouth at home, Aston Villa away, uh, Brighton, sorry, away. 
A lot of the things that have cost us in these last two games in the Premier League have been there. And this is what I'm saying. Just because we've improved, don't make it make make you think Arsenal's on a certain level. We're on a trajectory. And this is where these players would have to learn. If you have a, a goal in mind, you need to see it through. So every player should be proud of how you know the season's gone, but also have that failure that you didn't win the league in it because we're in this to win it. As I said yesterday, when big up to you that was here yesterday, you're not going to remember this. You know, it, I, if we didn't win the, like, the title, then at best, all you can hope for is that this is a year that we've used to somewhat reset. And in hindsight, this would be the year we look at, we look back that kickstarted the years to come. But you know, if that doesn't happen, you're not going to remember 2022 23 season for a while. There was more competitiveness. You want to crown it off with a trophy, especially with what we're doing collectively and individually. A lot of players are scoring goals playing well and things like that. I, I've been saying, I think we since we won the FA Cup, we've let ourselves down in it personally. You know, I know we rotated players and lost to City, but we are out. Europa League is the same naiveties if our modest Mikel Arteta and some of these players have shown when negotiating a two-legged tie. Fair enough, City got played FA Cup against City. I'll, I won't even get too vexed about that. League Cup is not a priority, but it was disappointing to go out. And if you don't win the league, you know, like some fans, you got bigger fish to fry. It'd be unfortunate, man. I'd go for an English call, Bellingham, Rice and Tomori. They're all going to cost hell a piece. I'd be confident next season competing on all fronts if we get Zubamendi, Rice, Fresnadar, Anderson from Palace, Victor Rogue or Ramos Hoysland. Chelsea apparently on to Hoysland. I think Arteta rates holding enough not to buy a right side of centre-back. Then with all due respect to Arteta and Rob Holding, then man, I'm going to have to learn the hard way again. You know, Holding has shown at times this season, he could, he hasn't been the worst player on the pitch and he's actually played a lot better when he's got this opportunity than a lot of people, um, including myself, would have thought. But And there's been occasions where squad players have stepped in and done all right, but we saw last season when, you know, that even happened with Tavares, El Nene, Cedric, there were times squad players came into the team and done all right. You know, but with the exception of Enketia, there comes a time where, especially this period of the season now, where the romance get re gets removed from football, and it's a, it, and it, and, it, and it's harsh. And Holding's not built for that, really. Even that, and, and let's not disrespect Holding because, again, regardless, there was enough to beat West Ham. You know, we did as much as 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 Holding's a liability. I think players target him. He has an inability to play a low block. I think he makes other players nervous. I like. I actually like the fact he just hoofs it because you don't have the ability to do that Saliba stuff and take an extra touch. So if you take it, sometimes I want you to back yourself. But if you take an extra touch and you get caught, we're going to get onto you. So I'd rather you know your limitations, although you did well in the build-up to one of the goals at West Ham. None of that was said in the first 20, 30 minutes, really. And if Arteta is going to do that, he's going to learn the hard way. If I'm completely honest with you, you know, I, I, to go to the next level, Arteta in the next 18 months, two years, he might have harsh decisions to make. Just like Tini was his guy and he's upgraded with Zinchenko, he might have to make harsh decisions with Granit Xhaka because we're going to need another number eight, not saying to get rid of Xhaka. I think Gabriel's been a brilliant centre-back and I do think he's, he's kind of minimised his mistakes, but he has shown at periods, you know, he will make stupid mistakes on the ball, give a boy a penalty. In general, that's something. I'm a big fan of Ramsdale. There might be a time you might have to look at Ramsdale. There might even be a time you look at Jesus and a bit of what happened to him at City might happen to at Arsenal in that you're a good player, you're a vital player, you're a key player, but we need someone that's also going to score goals. Tough decisions are going to be made. And if he, you know, for respectfully, you know, Holden's more than welcome to stay, you know, in and around the, the dressing room, good player, all of these things, good lad, all of that. But you've got to learn the harsh way on a football pitch again. You know, I'm not even being harsh to Rob Holden, but how many Prem teams does he get into? English as well, so he'd probably have to stay for homegrown purposes. But 
maybe Arteta's learned from Wenger in that regards, in that you're gonna learn the harsh way. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to be cruel to them to be kind, man. If he rates Rob Holding high enough not to sign a right sided centre back, then we're going outside. Honestly, we're going outside. We're going out big, big sad, man. We're not preparing for failure, but we have to, by all means, go as far as we can in, in, in this in what's left of this title race. But you have to be prepared for every eventuality. If you don't win, that's that. Certain man say this negative mindset stuff like the fans are the ones kicking the ball. We can't control whether the players win the title or not. It is what it is. Exactly. What was the point of this curious sign? This looking like he's on the payroll for no reason. I mean, a young centre-back joined midway through the season. He's clearly not ready. He's clearly not really convincing 100% in training. He's clearly not ready to really talk to Gabriel or anyone in terms of taking their spot. Again, football is a universal uh, sport, but again, in terms of communication, I'm not sure on the level of English or if he speaks French or if anyone speaks Italian or Polish, because literally, you know, if he's in a defence next to Saliba or Ramsdale or Tini or Zinchenko or uh, Benjamin White or Tommy Asu, there has to be a mother tongue to, to communicate with your players, you know. If he's speaking Polish, my man's speaking Ukrainian, that one's speaking English, you know, there's going to be confusion, really and truly. Benassia is balling. I would love Benassia to return, but it's going to cost a pretty penny, ain't he? Yeah, 20 million. But what I would say in Kirill's defence, you know, he's probably signed a four or five year deal and he's, what, four, five, six months into his Arsenal tenure. It does concern me because he does look like, he does look a bit too raw, a bit like a fish out of water. Definitely, I can't remember how long he was on the pitch for, but I'm sure you will remember against Liverpool, he's collected someone, you know. Even the, the fact of playing defensive mid, you know, Arsenal fans were waffling that, yo, he, for a year, Spazio, he's playing defensive mid. I would have loved to have seen him operate there. He just, he, I'm not going to write you off now, innit? Like, there's a couple of players that get next season. I, I'm going to give Kiri on next season because you've not really had an opportunity Fabio Vieira on ability, I like you. I'm going to give you next season because, you know, you've been playing catch-up all season. You joined when you weren't fit. Smith Rowe, I'm going to give you next season. Shout out to my guy, Guna Lee. Make sure you go and follow him on YouTube. You know, for, check out the rest of the content. I'm sure yesterday you lot saw me. I didn't bring up Mwamba as well. Fighting Smith Rowe's case. Kirio versus Southampton. Nah, bro, I'm not with this. Kirio don't need to start against Southampton. Saka needs to play. Like some people saying, rest Saka, do this, do that, do this, and, and all these things. As much as it's a cup final against City, the more games, as good as we've done this season, but the more games we mess up and F up, the tougher you make it. Now there's no margin for error. We cannot lose a game from now to the end of the year. Saka has to play. Kirio bench. Gabriel. And and probably just Gabriel and Holding. That's what you've been doing, isn't it? Because the one thing Holding might not be good, but you look fairly assured of him of yourself. We need to just get three points. We needed for me. We needed six points insurance going into this. Okay, say Arsenal now finish two second. What? Okay, say if Arsenal now finish second two years in a row, is that okay? Well, obviously, if we finish twice, you know, I would considering where we've come from and at this moment in time i'd accept that but naturally you want to push on and if we don't push on and able to get first we review it of course we want silverware it all depends on the context of how that's happened holding is basically just an arsenal harry Maguire. he needs to go simple it's true but harry Maguire is better than i'll swap holding for Maguire. i can't even cap right now man i can't cap big up yourself holding because i actually like you it's just you're not cut up to task man like as much as we need a good dressing room and a good environment and things like that, I've always, and I like what Arteta is doing, 
I do think when a player isn't that good or they're not ready, we overcompensate with that. And if Arteta has come in, stripped the club bare and, and reworked everything and created a new environment, surely then, yeah, you can have them to reflect what's going on, but surely the need to hang on to these guys isn't good enough. And fundamentally, you need to be a good footballer first. You know, nobody cares. Big up Saka, good human being, raised well by his family, donates to charity, does a lot of things like all of these players, but no one in essence gives a flying crap about that initially. You're here because you're a good footballer. You're playing because you're a good footballer. Well, you're not here because you're a nice guy. And we need to move away from that. Edu is a dog. What was the point of half of his signings? Get the ways to space out. We should have gotten a proper centre-back and midfielder. Hear that. What's going on here? Hey, be nice in the comments, lads. Please, please, please. It's an all-inclusive platform. Please, please, please. Smash the like button if you haven't, people. Every like helps the engagement. But yeah, like he said, San Kirio, nowhere near first team level. And to be honest, he was probably just signed now to jail. And then next season, you might see more of him. But if he doesn't improve and doesn't show willingness to settle, the the the, the margin for errors gets scarier because you're going to be in the Champions League next year. Again, the better Arsenal get, the less opportunities there are for players to play. So yeah, it is a bit bewildering, man, really. You know, big up the Trossard signing. Jorginho's been all right. We're now going to see what Jorginho's really made of. But he's probably a stopgap signing. For me, if we don't sign two set, uh, uh, one centre mid minimum, if we don't sign two centre mids, I genuinely think until we address centre midfield, our potential as a football club is capped. I don't think we'll get to the next level defensively or in terms of scoring goals if we don't do that. I think we need to buy a right, a right back without saying. I think we need an eight and a six. Personally, I think we either buy a right winger or we buy a striker that's either better than Jesus or offers something completely different to Jesus. Six-foot man able to play with his back to goal. I like the building blocks, but there's many gears to go up, man. There's many gears to go up. Many a gear to go up, man. And we're not, as again, as great as I like this season, I do think, and we have accelerated certain steps as a football club, I do think people need to really comprehend how far we're going. We're on the journey. We're not there yet. Even City didn't get there overnight. And when did they, when would we say this project has really started? And we need to mentally as well, because in the Europa League, fair enough, not even on in the, in the topic of pens, but crunch moments in the Prem, in the Europa League, uh, in the FA Cup against City, fair enough, you know, we we need to be able to show in these high pressure environments when there's no margin for error that we can get results or we can, you know, walk away with something positive, which at times we haven't shown this season, man. Big man number nine would be nice, makes us even more unpredictable. And yeah, even, even though I like the fact that we play this cute football, it's very short. Sometimes we need to go long because that I personally feel we was playing into West Ham's hands in the in the in the dying embers of the game when Arteta is bewildering, but Enkelio came on shortly after. But I think Nelson and Trossard came on. I could be wrong, or Fabio Vieira or something. And he had all of these guys in the half spaces, but nobody's occupying the centre half. And by then, West Ham have got the bit between their teeth. They're getting something out of the game. David Moyes has probably said, "You know what? You lot sit back." Sometimes I think we need to be a bit more direct. I'm not saying be direct for the sake of it, but just have that luxury, man. Laporte can play left-sided centre-back and, you know, you've got Kirio, but he's better than him and probably better than Gabriel as well, to be fair. So I'd be up for that. Speaking of centre-backs, Arsenal are one of the English teams to have shown an interest in Real Sociedad defender Robin Lenormand. That's according to news relayed by Mondo Deportivo, who say the Premier League has paid attention to the defenders up team good season. 
They explained that Arsenal and several teams from the Premier League have placed a central defender on their radar with the intention of probing his signing this summer. At this moment in time, their interest has not developed into a formal bid and neither the player nor the Basque club are thinking of parting ways either. Therefore, the Spanish side have made it clear that any interested parties will need to pay €60 million Euro release clause are currently set in his contract. The player's happiness at the club is set in the fact that he feels highly valued in every way as he's one of the players in the current squad who always plays and is never rotated. He's also paid a fair amount after an increase last year, which puts him among the best-paid central defenders in La Liga. Thus, there's no grounds for him or Real Sociedad to want to sanction a deal this summer, suggesting Arsenal have work on their hands if they are to get him out of Spain and to the Emirates. So, draw worth that what he will. Ah, Izzy, I'm sorry, man, but I got you. I would say Edu's signings have been inconsistent. I think he's made some good signings for our football club, and there's also been some bewildering ones. But yeah, man. I respect your view, DG, but it feels like the majority of your fan base is preparing for failure. That isn't a good mindset for a team like Arsenal. Arsenal don't, or whatever the whatever the fans feel, it's not with the players, and I wouldn't say that. But we have to, you know. We have to be honest with ourselves. We want to win this title. We want to go all the way. But, you know, it could go either way. I don't know how that prepares for failure. You know, I think in life it's vital not to hear what you want to hear. As I always say, two truths can live in one realm in that you can be proud of Arsenal's season. You can see benefits. You can see a, a, a suggestion of overachievement. But then you could also consider that they have fumbled. Hopefully we're able to comprehend that now. Nottingham Forest or Southampton. See, we got to play these annoying teams. See, the thing with Rob Holden, does he get into it? Yeah, he can play for, for Nottingham Forest and Southampton and clubs of that ilk. Holden's, I can't even hate Holden because he shouldn't be here. And I like Rob Holden. Like, he's one of them players that are not very good, but got a lot of time for him. And I just feel, I do feel fans are scapegoating the man away from the evident limitations. And again, to go back to what I said, Arsenal, we praised Arteta for his assembling of this squad. So if we find ourselves yet again another year in a row, we're at a vital period and we're relying on certain players, hasn't the manager got a face blame for that as well? In the same way you got to take the rough and the smooth in this life? I don't know. I'll leave that with you, though. But yeah, people, there's nothing more to really talk about. There's nothing, there's actually nothing more regarding Arsenal. So yeah, I'll see you lot later. Make sure you've turned on your notifications. Make sure you smash the like button. Appreciative for you lot. Uh, Support people. There'll be no watch along for the Champions League this this evening. I think I'm gonna try to teach myself one two things on Photoshop and that. And yeah, man, smash the like button, help boost the engagements, and I'll see you lot soon, man. One love. <laughs> Like.